0: Hello and welcome back to Wrestle Girlies, your only wrestling podcast that blocks other wrestling podcasts. I'm Janine Juliet, my pronouns are she, they, I don't have a third thing to say, and I am joined by my co hosts
1: Hi hey everybody, I'm Flighty, pronounced she, her, and I will block somebody just for having the word podcast in their bio, because, you know, statistically, probably don't want to mess with them, you know.
0: Wow, you know, we're also talking about ourselves now.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I you know, it's all about the vibe though. If it's just like, oh, you know, Four Corners podcast or oh uh pop rope media. Like, yeah, you probably I don't wanna know you. Get out of here. I don't know. I, maybe that's judgmental. Whatever. I, who are we if not a little judgmental? We're wrestling fans.
0: Exactly. Honestly, <laughs> you you've come to us for our judgments, like specifically. So honestly, yeah. you kind of knew what you were getting into.
1: Yeah, you're enablers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um before we get started up with our uh, topic for today, uh, we've we've had a lot happen and we're probably going to have to break up exactly like the amount, but for this episode for right now, uh, what's got you popping?
1: What's got me popping? Oh, good question. Um I'm looking forward to Revolution. I think that's an easy thing to say. But, uh, I mean, you and I watch together with a group of friends. And we have such a good time. And I was I'm thinking, oh, man, it's going to be so fun hanging out with everybody. Because, you know, this does seem like a really good pay-per-view. Like, how psyched are we for Sting? Like, it's going to be a huge celebration. I love that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. yeah I feel like there is just... I mean, we've had some weird pay-per-views before.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and some things, like, sometimes the most slapdash cards, like, mm. the, like, All Out, uh, can sometimes pull oh, out yeah. something great.
1: Honestly, yeah, um, and Wrestle Dream, oh my god. Like, too, too weird out of nowhere, you're like, oh, I'm so exhausted, but then you've still got the best thing on Earth happening. Um, uh, Not World's End. World's End can can leave we'll we'll keep russell dreaming uh all out though
0: i mean there was there was a good eddie fight in world's end
1: yeah but that was it <laughs> eddie's so, eddie is a hero absolutely
0: what's got me popping really right now is eddie's current storyline right now and mm. brian danielson the triple crown killer
1: oh yes yes that's so exciting
0: it's, it's kind of a subtle crawl, and it's kind of like, I mean, if you know what to look for, it is blatant, it is there, and, you know, mm. the announcers will also kind of, like, help lead you there, too, but it's for like, sure. when you go back and you hear, like, the different things Eddie has said, and why it meant so much for him to be a, tra- a, sorry, a triple crown champion, wow, mm. um, I want to see what Eddie will do if when Brian Danielson disrespects Junakiyama.
1: Hmm. See, that's as exciting as that sounds, it's very classic, classic heel. I thought I thought the angle it would be funny if it would be like Danielson, like, oh, they like me more than you. Ooh you're their guy you you worship these guys and how come i they like me more than you and they consider me more legitimate than you huh like i Mm -hmm. i don't know how you would how you would tell that story without getting like any of the actual japanese legends to explain that but like you know it's it's something that danielson could dilute himself into thinking and then eddie might bite on because you know he's eddie he's can't stand that disrespect uh yeah either way either ha- no matter which way you slice it though it's definitely really fun
0: also big business,
1: oh, big, yeah, business big business has made
0: it's one of those things where it's like another mm-hmm. poorly kept secret in wrestling
1: of course yeah there are two women's matches on dynamite next week they've already announced like the, wow. the power the power radiating off of this incoming talent i i don't know why i'm not saying her name because it's so obvious but yeah you you get it like it's she is causing change athena has caused change like so much of the women's roster has caused change and it's actually kind of becoming like concrete
0: now it's very cool um Mm -hmm. especially after uh we haven't talked about it but it recently happened to the signing of queen aminata
1: yes yes uh so glad so deserved uh we were there for her first win on um wednesday but you know shown on rampage uh yeah it was a great time seeing that and seeing how hyped everybody got for her and then going on twitter later and being like oh the graphic she got the graphic
0: it was really exciting. I, to be honest, I didn't think that she would win it because it it seems like such a perfect match for her to lose because she was going up against Anna Jay, who has the Queen Slayer, and like with a oh. name like that, you think it's already over, you know?
1: Yeah, I didn't even think of that. I was more thinking along the lines of like Lana doesn't really have anything to do right now. Her her wifey is still recovering from having a baby, and this is I think it's a good position for her too. You know, she's. Gotten better in the ring, but still not great. But yeah, she could be the one to, to give people some first good wins. I think that suits her pretty well.
0: I think she, defi- she definitely gains from the experience.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Especially because, like, it it always knocks me on my ass just finding out how young Anna Jay is.
1: Oh, yeah, and how, like, generally inexperienced she is. They always love touting that fact. It's like, oh, she's only had three matches before we find her. Like, that is, that is crazy.
0: I mean, but... You know, she's homegrown talent.
1: I like Sater. Yeah.
0: Being able to just watch her inside of that environment, so rich with talent, and just mm-hmm. being able to grow from it. I mean, she definitely would uh, be able to benefit from a Ring of Honor, but it's also yeah, like she's I been. Do. She's been also. I don't know. I mean, because of Athena, she was, pretty more, she was more high profile and she's doing great things at Ring of Honor. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. She's just such a great talent and great character too. Like you know, she's she's always been that special talent. I think people forgot because she was um, in WWE for so long, and it's kind of easy to forget.
0: Well, we sh- wow, we are actually uh, moving way way past things that make us pop, and we <laughs> yeah. are kind of going into a separate episode. But right now, before right. we get too far, we- let's reel it back into the topic. Yes. Live shows.
1: Yeah, we went we, we to two live shows in the past, like, ten days together. But, yeah. It's fresh on the mind.
0: Yeah, and looking back at it, it was like, I don't know, it doesn't even feel like the, the last one we went to was four days ago, and it's yeah. still kind of, I don't know, it's, it's that weird thing where it feels like it was just yesterday, but it also feels like it was, like, two months ago.
1: honestly yeah it feels like it was forever ago it's been such a long week but yeah we were at a dynamite uh show in north austin uh cedar park ATB arena yeah it it was a lot of fun
0: and before that we were at the drag drag and drop kicks uh show the love event Mm. on uh, february 10th at the highland lounge in austin texas
1: Yes, always a good time there at the Highland with uh that promotion we We love it i would I would call that probably like my home indie promotion
0: yeah, i mean that that makes sense. I mean mm. I know Inspire Pro's been here for a while. I know that there's yeah. other uh there's other places that, that do it, but
1: Mission Pro got their start uh during the pandemic around here for a while. I considered them my uh my main promotion, but they don't they don't come to Austin as much as they used to.
0: Yeah, I'm also, uh, stop uh, working with the Salvation Army, please.
1: Yeah, yeah, Thunder tries to justify it as like, oh, they were, you know, they they helped me and, you know, is important to me. It's like, yeah, I get it, but girl, consider everything else they do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know personal connections. I don't know that other side of them like you do. Yeah. But it's yeah, like, that exactly. that other side does exist, and yeah. that's the thing, you know? Yeah. But I don't want that to be, like, the, the thing that kind of, like, completely keeps me away from Mission Pro and Thunder Rosa. Hmm. But it's kind of a lot, but it's... I don't want that to be the thing I hold against somebody for too... Especially when I let so much worse things slide from so many other people.
1: It's true. Yeah, you really got to pick your battles.
0: Um, but live shows, uh Uncanny definitely does feel I mean, to learn that it was the the second queer wrestling promotion to happen uh kind of does like give it a, more of a point of pride. Yeah. But also just like who they book and how they present and the environment that they make is such like i go to an uncanny attraction show i look at the mm. audience and i see people that look like me you know
1: yeah i think i consider it indie wrestling at its best not in terms of like work rate it's not like nobody's like doing i don't know some people might be doing pwg shit you never know what's gonna happen um but yeah just generally speaking like for the environment and you know the crowds and how devoted everybody is and the range of talent they bring in. Uh, yeah, I can't think of a better indie experience than that. It's got everything I want to be honest.
0: Not to mention the the ongoing storyline of yeah. our current unchampion Billy Dixon, <laughs> the gatekeeper.
1: Yeah, they do a really good job at making some, kind of some continuous storylines and a decent continuity. Yeah, when, when it happens on a promotion you go to a lot, you really feel it. You know, like, it's it's something that nobody would really understand, even if you explained it to them. But if you go every time, you really get it. And I think that's kind of, like, the magic of having a local indie that you're obsessed with.
0: And I'm glad that Uncanny is ours.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: We've been to other ones, too, so we we can't harp on the ones that we've liked so much. I, I mean, I, I would love <laughs> to go back and talk about the things that we did see at our um, live shows, but we should also mention some other ones that we've been to.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I travel constantly for this kind of thing, because like, that's the thing about becoming a wrestling fan. Uh, before becoming a fan, I didn't really travel. I didn't go places by myself. And then I became obsessed with this fun thing, and now I I've seen like so much more of the country than I ever thought I would. So I've kind of become a fiend for it over the last uh, six years. Um, since I became a fan, wow, It's feels like no time has gone by, but really, so much has. Yeah, I I love AEW pay-per-views. I I like going to New Japan shows if they're close. Um, uh, yeah, and a, 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 GCW doesn't really come to our area anymore, but I used to like go into those too. Yeah, I love traveling for media. I I love getting around to watch wrestling. It really is the best feeling.
0: Now I, relatively new, mm. I haven't had so much experience going out and into um, as many different places. But you've you have brought me to Dallas.
1: Yeah, we went to Dallas.
0: Yes, for the for the collective for. Um... That mania weekend, mm. uh, which that was something else. I mean,
1: <laughs> that was that. I, eh, I'm not gonna say too much about what I didn't like about that experience. Let's just say, like, I'm hoping it was just because it was kind of like the final bad stretch of the pandemic. That might have been why it kind of felt so slapdash. It's just like it was too. It was 2021. It was kind of like okay, we're you know another wave everybody would be chill and i think that kind of reflected in the show but yeah it was it was very interesting to say the least
0: i think that there were some really good memorable moments i did oh, i yeah. did like i did like that um i springed for the extra for having uh to have a uh, front row tickets to evie's big gay brunch i think that yeah having that experience of just um my first time that I, I've been to a wrestle show was Inspire Pro, and I had front-row seats, and ever since wow. then, I've just, like, been completely spoiled. <laughs>
1: right, right. Now, some people are a fiend for front-row seats. I, I think it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I've sometimes I'll recognize somebody who's generally been in, like, the front seats or in those mm. really good sections, like, a lot. Like, to be honest, um... In Austin, and I think he travels, like, right around Texas, we have Jesus.
1: Oh, yeah, Jesus is always at the live shows, yeah, As, especially Dynamite. He's on the Jericho cruise, you've probably seen him on there. Uh, yeah, Jesus shows up, um, to get himself over.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he peaked, though, when he had a tag match with Scooby-Doo. Like, I don't think you could ever really tap that.
1: Yeah, they played rock, paper, scissors, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... Hmm. <laughs> to be honest, um, I don't know. The religious imagery is kind of like <laughs> weird to kind of like throw out up on on there because it's like, sure, white Jesus.
1: Yeah. White long haired Jesus. Sometimes you can hear the chants for him on TV. I think that, that definitely happened at some point. I think it was during a Chris Jericho match.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was definitely during a time that it was just like you could hear, you heard it on TV, but you didn't see Jesus, so there was exactly. no explanation for it.
1: Yeah, the only thing you can appreciate when you're there live,
0: that's, yeah. Well, that's another thing I really want to talk about, like, like the, the crowd inside of a live show. Yeah. Uh, ooh, wow. I mean, <laughs> one, to bring up something that didn't get picked up on the mics that I really loved, in the Dynamite show,
1: mm.
0: Um, it was Dax and Mox. And they were Mm. butting heads, like, just straight-up butting heads. And (laughs) the section next to us were just barking.
1: Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I love that barking is gradually being, like, picked up as a regular chant. Obviously because of Birdie King, but then, like, I keep... I I love when it shows up other places, too.
0: Yeah. And, And, like... Just that kind of energy, I was like, "Hell, yeah, I I get that. <laughs> like that's that's the kind of that those are the wrestling fans I want to be next to,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. So much fun. I was like, explaining to our friends who weren't there that like on a normal dynamite, i I might not have paid the closest attention to Mox and Dax just because I, you know, I get it. I I don't like dax it's fine um uh, but yeah no being in the building that just elevates the experience because of stuff like that it makes it um so you actually have to pay attention and enjoy somebody you might just dislike out of spite
0: <laughs> crowds can also suck though i mean oh, like yeah. we, i gotta say i gotta say uh well Honestly, I'm I'm gonna give you the floor right now because you you've got a particular <laughs> chant that you you gotta put on blast.
1: Oh my god, I hate it so much. I, mean, I I feel like this is becoming a very common sentiment in our corner of the wrestling universe. We gotta stop chanting for tables, y'all. Like we don't like the tables will come. You just have to be patient. And what I've posited is that people don't actually want tables. They just want to feel like they're part of the show. That's fine think of another chant like it's just be patient that's all i'm that's all i want i just want people to be patient because the tables will come it's okay calm down
0: yeah i mean like those kind of spots are like they they gotta be done at a particular time if they're gonna happen and if they're not gonna happen you kind of look weird for just you know demanding for tables that just not gonna become becoming like maybe they don't even have like tables under there for that night Who knows?
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, they always want tables, too. Like, you can want more interesting things. You know, it might be harder to get people to chant for them, but you can want more interesting things like fire, or knives, or kissing, or everybody just hangs out and smokes a joint in the ring. That's, that's the things I would want.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, one of the best live show experiences that we had was when we were <laughs> watching the Joey Janelle clusterfuck. Yeah. Uh, that one time when they they did actually just pass around a joint in the ring and the chant was Smoke that shit.
1: Yeah, Grim Reefer just it lit up in the ring and everybody, yeah, had a little token it was it was so much fun.
0: Yeah. And you know that smoke that shit, that is a good chant because you know if you if you do smoke that shit you want to smoke that shit (laughs) and having that everybody gets to be an enabler there
1: yeah they've giving you nice permission it's like yes enjoy yourself have a joint right now go for it we support you
0: i hope that is what happens at the 420 episode
1: oh they have rob
0: van dam on
1: rob van dam just smoked weed on AEW dynamite
0: oh my god Oh my god, oh. That, that would, I would love that personally, myself, so much, but, mm. you know, I also know that... I don't know, maybe they could get away with it if it's... hmm.
1: It's after, like, 9pm Eastern, I guess it would be. Uh, I don't know, I think that, yeah, it, it might be, like, swear words where you're only allowed to say one after a certain time period. You take one hit after, like, 9.30 or something.
0: <laughs> maybe you, you, Or maybe you just, like... You can be seen, like, smoking from behind, but it's not clear if it's weed or a <laughs>
1: cigarette. Oh. Uh, I edit it out like a 4Kids dub. Just change it to, like, a lollipop later after the show. It's <laughs> fine.
0: <laughs> Another thing about live shows um, is, you know, you, you get a chance to sometimes meet the wrestlers and mm-hmm. take, take photos. And also, you know, the, the merch that you have there, too. There's different opportunities, and uh, I I also personally myself love show specific merch like the I was there kind of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you really feel like you have to get something then.
0: Uh Like I have uh, a Fighter Fest shirt, Mm. and I hate the the fight the Fighter Fest (laughs) name that AEWs and like how long that they kept on going with. The the joke for Firefest. I Fire have Fest. to
1: say they're still doing Fider Fest. That's like one of their shows, right? They did one last year, I think, right?
0: I think so. <laughs> and like
1: they own it now. It's fine. Like it's so far removed from what it was, I don't think it matters anymore. I think it's just its own thing now. I
0: guess I, guess. I mean it might come around for me. It might. Like it still kind of annoys me because it's like mm. it could be named something else. Yeah. I I, I would love it if it's something specific happening in texas and like they name it something
1: yeah specifically
0: yeah. for texas like mm. you know lone star shootout or something
1: yeah yeah that's the, the new japan show I, I like their naming conventions for the new japan shows like windy city riot like whoever is putting those together is doing a good job i think
0: do you have any specific um
1: yeah uh i I I don't really go for official merch much at shows. For starters, like, I, you know, I have my qualms with official merch. But, yeah, selling at live shows is um, a fun thing that I love to do. Uh, I I do it pretty frequently for Uncanny. And I I used to do it for Mission Pro as well. I I like getting a table, uh, being able to see the action, but having my own private space and, yeah, just talking to people. Um, Other... I make sales or not doesn't really matter. It's just more about the the fun of being there and feeling like you're part of the uh, community in a bigger way. But yeah, I like I like the I one of the good things about the collective that we went to in Dallas was that they did have a nice little uh, exhibitor space for uh, you know streetwear and cool wrestling sellers in addition to uh, you know just meeting the wrestlers out there and them having all their own booths. Uh yeah, I love I love a an indie wrestler with good merch. I love seeing that merch table with cool small trinkets for me to take home because that's what is important to me.
0: <laughs> and it's also great when a wrestling promotion has a nice area set up for the people to to sell because um mm. Being able to to set up that kind of arrangement can be a, a challenge in itself, and it yeah. kind of it's not every place is created equal, mm-hmm. and it's it's its own nut to crack.
1: Mm. Yeah, I like when you can uh, walk up to the ring like after the show, and people have their stuff set out like at the on the ring apron, and you get to be close in that way. I think that's really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. I like that a lot of promotions now are doing uh, collectible cards.
1: Oh yeah, that's really fun. That's such a good, easy thing. It, like, you know, cheap enough for a kid to get. If you see somebody you like, you're like, I wanna remember this person. Yeah, get a trading card. Oh, uh, what's the best match you think you've seen live?
0: Ooh, that is a good one. Now I think probably because it was my first uh main event. Um yeah. it's it's gotta be Ricky Starks versus Effie.
1: Oh yeah. That was that was inspired. Right?
0: Yeah, that was in Inspire Pro that was uh in mm. January twenty twenty, uh, before we all had to stay inside for a little bit. Um, mm. and uh it was it was a pretty good match. It had everything that I would then come to love about wrestling. Um, including yeah. bare ass spots.
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: But um after watching that it was it was just kind of like it wasn't that nothing else was able to reach you know that same high from that it's that mm-hmm. i was coming from like no prior knowledge of what it would be like actually going through a show and then just having right. that i mean yeah going from zero to <laughs> that
1: yeah it, it's a, it's like you kind of never forget your first like, that that first experience, it doesn't, it's not good, it, it can be good or bad, it doesn't matter. The fact is that you're going to remember it, and it's going to shape who you are. Like, I think that's very important.
0: Yeah, I think it's also fair to say that, as a wrestling fan, that match did kind of shape where I would go from there, so, um, I don't, if, uh, if it, if it could be put on record anywhere, then let it be put on record here. Thank you, Ricky Starks and Effie, for... <laughs> Uh, fucking me up in the most special way.
1: Performing <laughs> so much of your taste. I, I don't know what my, uh, best live indie moment was, um, but I, you know, i see my fair share of awesome live shows, uh. I think maybe the most important match I've ever seen live was uh, the very first Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Cause I, uh, I had seen a little bit of hardcore wrestling before and like, you know, the, the AEW style, especially the, what Mox and Kenny were doing. It was very kind of like, I would say watered down. It was just very, you know, a little more TV friendly version of what hardcore wrestling is, but it definitely formed my taste in what I like about wrestling. It, it, you know, it was far from my first live show, but <laughs> that match changed me. Somehow, somehow, that match changed me. It was amazing. i I was enraptured from start to finish, just losing my shit. Um, yeah, I, I think of all the live experiences that's the one I have the best memory of because I've learned this scary fact over the years. Um, you forget stuff you see live so fast when your adrenaline is just going off like I had to look it up it's like is this normal normal for me to have like complete amnesia because I think I blacked out during uh uh blood and guts last year I I went to Boston to see it to see Ibushi's return I couldn't remember shit that happened in that match I had to go back and watch it was like oh my god I was so turned and so excited and it just completely (laughs) left holes in my brain (laughs) I could not remember any of it. But yeah, just you know, that's one thing I'm trying to be better about at going to shows. is just like, yeah, just keeping a normal level of excitement, getting hype when appropriate. And then like, you know, enjoying the after, afterglow of everything.
0: I, I feel like some, the, the best thing that I do after watching something live, um, if I have the chance or the opportunity to, is just to watch it again at home I mean, sometimes it's just to catch, like, you know, commentary and promos and stuff like that that you don't normally get to see. Uh, but other mm. times it's just, like, to get a second yeah. look at things that maybe you weren't sitting in the right spot so you weren't able to get, you know, see everything. Or maybe just, like, what you were saying, like, we sat down and watched so many hours of wrestling. We saw Ring of Honor matches.
1: Yeah. We did not expect Ring of Honor, but we got Ring of Honor. We were so excited until the last match came around, and then was like, oh, no, we actually want to die.
0: Yeah, but by the end of it, I had, I mean, it was still a good match because it was, uh, yeah. you know, pretty good four-way match with three high flyers. Yeah. But it was also, like, it was after watching... Probably the match that was the biggest surprise and also became like what I was most excited to see, and that was Athena and Nyla Rose in a uh, best like
1: two out of three falls. Two
0: out of three. Two out of three falls. Tables match.
1: Oh my god! Yes, we got so lucky catching that. I was so happy. I was completely not expecting it. Completely not expecting it, but we got it. So happy.
0: Yeah, I mean. How could you prepare for that? Like, the, the <laughs> Ring of Honor, sh- like, the Ring of Honor program that would have announced the match would have already been taped and would have aired, like, the next day. Yeah. So we're just kind of, like, thrown that, this is the match, it's happening, you get to see it, just stick around past Rampage, and, mm. wow.
1: Yeah. We moved down to nicer seats, like, everybody kind of cleared out, and we moved down to nicer seats, that was a good perk, I i try to save money whenever i go to shows i think it's a pretty reasonable thing but like a good seat does make a difference i will say i I don't fuck with floor seats i hate floor seats because i don't like having to stand up because people in the front can't think of other people but no a a good a good seat really does make a difference because sometimes if you're in the cheap seats like people will treat them like the cheap seats and be the worst
0: (laughs) that's true but also um there is something to say about uh, being in a section that doesn't have so many people so that you could
1: oh yeah,
0: maybe have a seat between you and the other person yeah. and have a little bit of...
1: The thing about AEW shows not selling out is that I can stretch my legs out, and I think that's totally worth it.
0: <laughs> I know, I feel like that because mm. I, uh, I mean, I have very long legs, and it is yeah. so hard for them to fit inside of a stadium seat sometimes. Oh, yeah. I love I love getting seats uh, that are at the end, mm. just so I could like, have like a leg that's just out sometimes.
1: You know what I like at an indie show? I I just like standing in the back. I, I'm never partial to like sitting at an indie show. I, I don't know, unless it's an outdoor show and they got good benches or something. I just like standing in the back of the room. Back when they used to do rec- Wrestle Circus in town, which was a very fun live show. Yeah, I wouldn't bother with seats. I just stand and I thought it was the best way to view it. I love an outdoor show. I think an outdoor show beats any other kind of show, especially for an indie. God, give me an outdoor show any day. I will go 100%.
0: I think the only outdoor show that I've been to was that one Inspire show, but um, Little Evil did jump off the fucking <laughs> roof of the joint.
1: Yeah, the the little uh, dive bar. That was one of the most... I think that's probably the most fun indie show I've ever been to. That was such a good day. We It was... Downtown Austin, I think it was Inspire's first show after the pandemic. Yeah, Brian Keith was there, I think.
0: Yeah, Brian Keith? Yeah, I remember that was like the first time that I saw Brian Keith and I was just like
1: yeah, instantly enamored. Yeah, a lot of the usual suspects for Inspire, like Rachelle Rose. And then Ricky made a surprise experience. He, uh, I mean, appearance. He he did a run out and that was really fun. All the born haters there for the first time. I love those guys
0: right. They did some really great crowd work.
1: Yeah, they're really fun. I love those guys.
0: Go to live shows. You'll, you'll find somebody you connect with and you'll like.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about indie wrestling. It, like I said, it's kind of hard to explain. People online get so caught up in like, oh, who's best? You know, what is the best experience I could be having? You know, who's doing the best work? uh in ring. But I when you're an indie show it doesn't even really matter. Like even if the matches are all kind of mid, you're just kind of caught up in the experience and, you know, learning new things and meeting new people in terms of wrestlers and maybe you make some friends there too. I I love indie wrestling live shows.
0: Yeah. Um I mean the the last time that we were at Uncanny they had uh talent from um Dragon Gate. Oh yeah. Last Raya. Estrella. yeah. And and then they had someone from New Japan, uh, from the LA dojo.
1: Yep, Kevin Knight was there doing some really fun work. I, I love him. I we both love Brick Savage. That was my first time seeing them, and holy hell, I am just enamored with their holsteeds now.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, they look like a fucking monster, and <laughs> just just the the in ring work too. I mean. It's so great to like, be surprised and find mm. out about another restaurant. because Brick Savage was, um, did, does a lot in Barracho Pro. Oh. And that is the, um, hardcore pro- promo here in Austin that, uh, we've yet to, to be to. Like, I. S- mm,
1: we got to get over there.
0: Yeah. But, like, have somebody from over there break out, make it to another place and, like, start getting more buzz through the rest mm. of the place by fighting a fight with Billy Dixon having like pretty good stuff before the match at two together.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. They gave they gave Billy a good match and I don't think that's the easiest thing in the world to do. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say about Billy Dixon.
0: I can't say too much bad about Billy Dixon. Billy is still still the unchampion and I decided that um, when we talk about Uncanny, that I'm going to start uh, being the heel co-host in that regard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm a gatekeeper.
1: You turn your back on Edith.
0: Oh, my God. You turn God. your back on
1: Edith. Surreal. You forgot how he won that title.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. You would okay. make Dylan
1: McQueen sad. You would make Dylan McQueen sad. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. You're already guilting me out of it. <laughs> Welcome back to Wrestle Girlies, where one of us has no
1: conviction.
0: Um, <laughs> no, no.
1: We love everything about Uncanny, though. That's the thing; it's all so freaking good.
0: It is. I mean, oof. I'm trying to think back about like ev- like the entire card, but because everything was so good, it was such a blur.
1: Uh, CJC, uh, he's always coming around uh, for these shows. The the Canadian Trapper. I, I like seeing him more every time he's around. Yeah, just really, really interesting vibes. I I want to see him do more impressive things in the future for sure.
0: Well, I know that Zun loves him.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, he's a regular now.
0: And um, wow, still can't think of much, much people there. Um, we already mentioned the Queens and 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 the storyline between them. Um, yeah, you know what, y'all go. Y'all go and, <laughs> and look it up yourselves. Yeah. And you tell us what you like, you know?
1: It's something new every time. New LGBT talent from around the country. Yeah, just it's, it's just a really good showcase. Like, there's always something silly. There's always something hard-hitting. There's always something, like, fast-paced. You, it's, and there's always drag. Yeah, you gotta go see drag, too, there. I really recommend it.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, like, y'all, it's it's great to have promotions that will have marginalized people on the card in such a prominence. Uh because, you know, maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe that there are some promotions that are kind of bad. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh definitely you know the vibes and who people are going to prioritize. Are they gonna prioritize the new WWE releases or try to bring back a sex terrorist or, you know, Make it fully unknown, a lot of trainees, like, every every indie is unique, and, um, you know, for better or for worse, I guess.
0: Yeah, and you, you've got to find out what you're okay with, but also look into things that could use you being there. Mm. yeah. Give us your money. <laughs> Please. Um, yeah, I don't think I have too much left to say, at least not right now. But I always want to leave this open to, to go back to because I think that the more live shows that you go to, the more you have to talk about. And I also want to hear what anybody listening, you know, your favorite live show experiences are. Because I kind of want to, it would be great to share with the class because I think uh, what really brings us together is sometimes just the the weird absurdity of being a captive audience to mime combat you know
1: yeah <laughs> yeah you can you can't explain a lot of these things to other people but you can definitely explain them to us we will understand
0: yes we're in the seats with you yes all right so uh before we go where could people find you
1: Flighty Buttlass on twitter and instagram i've got my uh new hardcore eda bags up for pre-order they're really beautiful they're so cool my first original title uh, they come in black, white, and pink. Looking forward to seeing people decorate them. They're shipping in late March, so check them out, please.
0: Y'all get that pink. Yes, and you could be able to find me on Twitter, Janine Juliet, and on Blue Sky. Follow me there instead. But y'all do what you want. Uh, we're also the, the the podcast Wrestle Girlies is on Twitter and Blue Sky. I I should post there more, and I'm gonna. But, like, y'all got to post back. So, like, do something or else the girl's going to lose interest.
1: I should get access to that account. Yeah, I should be getting a hand on that ball. Get, get me on that account. Let's, let's do it. I'll, I'll think of something.
0: Ooh, all right. So this is going to be the episode that we announced that, uh, here, that um, Flighty's in the game now. Watch out. Yeah. Let's see. And you can also find this show uh, wherever you're listening to it right now. But wherever you are listening to it, hey, and review. You know? What's wrong with you? You got something else to do? Like just a few seconds? Just give us five stars.
1: Give us five stars. Dave Meltzers of the world.
0: To be honest, we went for 60 minutes. I'm pretty sure we'll be able to get seven.
1: Give <laughs> uh, some stars for the other people.
0: All right. I think that is it. So uh, until next time, fuck Vince McMahon.
1: Vince McMahon. Every time.